Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, that being said, let's continue our focus here on Ward 3 and some of the issues this ward is dealing with as they get set to elect a new city councilor. This is uh, an open seat. So regardless of who prevails, there will be a new face representing Ward 3 uh, on city council. Now we'll hear from uh, Connie Hamilton coming up uh, in a few minutes here. But let's uh, first welcome to the program one of the four candidates uh, running in Ward 3, uh, Ian McCannara, uh is uh, running for the, one of these seats in Ward 3. Ian, good to have you with us. You're welcome to the program. Oh, hi. Thanks. All right. Well, just in terms of yourself personally, let's, I wanted to find out a bit more about what's motivated you to run for city council. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's been a, uh, a lot of issues coming up in the ward that uh, uh, I've been noticing. And it's my, uh, my history was doing um, consulting on the government to fix problems. And I realized that there was these same problems that kept showing up in, in my own city. So uh, the opportunity came up to actually, you know, do my job properly and, and to uh, make a, uh, a contribution to the community. So I figured it would be a good idea to do that. All right. So what do you see as the big issues in this campaign, both in terms of uh, across the city, but, but in your ward in particular? The, the main issue in the ward in particular was the old Ward 3 incorporated almost the entire northeast of Calgary. And the current Ward 3, the one that's, that the selection is on, was basically just at the very edges of the ward in, in basically north-central Calgary, which meant that it didn't get a lot of attention. And uh, it's been called the gap in the map, where uh, the people in this area feel like they're disenfranchised and, and kind of ignored. Um, so there's uh, a lot of feeling of uh, a lack of accountability and uh, transparency in the area. So that's the big issue in our area. Yeah, uh, I mean, for- Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly it's an area that's that's grown a lot, um, but it, it, does it seem as though the, the needed infrastructure and everything else has kept pace with that? No, no. It's, it, it's, it's almost like somebody did an experiment on how to stuff as many houses as possible into an area without providing the necessary amenities. It's, it's effectively impossible to get out of your house and walk to something um, like a, a store. Uh, it's basically just houses upon houses upon houses. And that makes it really difficult to get anywhere or do anything in the area. We have a severe lack of amenities. So how do we address that? That's a tough one. It's not like you can just bulldoze uh, neighborhoods and, and rebuild strip malls or something like that. Right. So uh, one of the best ways of, of dealing with the kind of the mess we have would be to increase and uh, the uh, transportation infrastructure, particularly the public infrastructure like the Green Line LRT. What about the uh, controversy around plans to develop the uh, Harvest Hills Golf Course? That's been a real contentious issue in the ward. I mean, it speaks to what you talk about, adding more houses into this this part of the city. Where do you come down on that? Yeah, that, that was actually the triggering event that made me go into it. That's where 
it all kind of came to a head and I, I took a look at it and said, this is just, this was done wrong. Um, so it, the, uh, the, the city violated its own policy at a high level to, uh, to basically bulldoze this area. It is a weird um, situation in that, unlike many of the other golf courses in the city, it was privately owned land. Um, so it, it's kind of in a, a, a weird um, like a zoning issue. So what ended up happening, though, was there wasn't very much uh, consultation or engagement by the city. It was basically uh, the residents were handed a... Uh, uh, a plan and said, here it is, what do you think? And then that was it. Like there was no actual consultation on the plan itself. Um, so that really upset a lot of people who, you know, bought into the area with the knowledge that there's a golf course in the area and that had an effect on how much they paid for their house and all of that. And then suddenly all of the rules were changed and basically the carpet was yanked out from under them. Uh, so that caused a lot of, uh, 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 problems within within the ward, and there was a feeling that the our elected officials weren't really looking out after the residents. Um, so that created a lot of anger as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the question of the green line, and there's been frustration with uh, folks in in North Central Calgary that you know maybe the rug was pulled out from under them. They were expecting mm-hmm. one thing, not sure what's going to happen. How do we need to address that? Well, the main issue was that uh, there was a lack of communication. There was a lot of engagement um, all along the Green Line. They, uh, there were a lot of meetings and so on, but there wasn't a lot of actual direct communication in uh, terms of what was going to happen next. Um, so a lot of people were caught by surprise when they, when it was, when they found out that it wasn't coming up uh, all the way up north when they were given the impression that during this that we were talking about, because if you go to the meeting, they were saying, okay, so should we build a platform here? Should we build a bridge here and this and that? And that all gives you the sense that, okay, that when this gets approved, that's what's going to happen. And in reality, uh, they were talking about a, a theoretical phase one, phase two, phase three that really didn't come across during those meetings. So people felt like there was a bit of a bait and switch going on there. And uh, that's that, that caused a real issue. Um, there, there are going to be some, you know, there's a bunch of houses, 289 houses that are going to be bulldozed along Center Street. So you don't just do that for fun and profit. You've got to be careful. You've got to make sure these people are taken care of and, and the whole bit. So there is going to be delay, and there always was going to be delay, but that wasn't properly uh, conveyed to people. And also a question, too, on, on some of these broader issues about taxation in Calgary, uh, City Council getting its own house in order. But, the, you know, the more important point about how do we encourage more businesses to, to expand and locate in Calgary? How do we turn things around? That's, that's actually a big issue for me because cutting costs only takes you so far. Um, you know, you can argue over how to split up a pie, but really the real answer is to just bake a bigger pie and then everybody gets what they need. So, um in cases of this, I think that the approach should be, first off, make it easier for small businesses. The really big businesses, the headquarters that are going to fill up our downtown, they need support services. They need accounting firms. They need uh, construction. They need all sorts of other supports. And if we really focus on making sure that Calgarians and Calgary businesses have that kind of support, makes it easy for us to start up small businesses and and get our permits uh, inexpensive and just basically make it easier to do business here for those support companies. First off, those companies tend to support each other and help each other grow. And second, when a big company like Amazon or Microsoft decide to come in, they already have a support structure in place. 
that makes it much, much more easy to decide to come to Calgary because they already have their accountants and their construction and, and all of those IT folks already in place. It's really easy to come into that. So basically, by supporting small and medium businesses, um, you attract the large businesses that rely on them. All right. Well, Ian, we'll leave it there. Again, uh, more at uh, ianmccannerin.ca. Well, good talking to you here today. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thanks, Rob. There you go. Ian McCannerin running in Ward 3. Uh, so that's Ian, I-A-N, McCannerin, M-C-A-N-E-R-I-N. So Ian McCannerin, Don C.A. You can read more about him there. Okay. Well, let's take a break here. We've got one more to hear from. Connie Hamilton uh, will join us, uh, one of the four people contesting this open seat in Ward 3. 974-8255 is her number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.